I wanted to talk a little bit about why it is that all of a sudden Pastor Jason's face is kind of bright red. Yes, I did go to the beach yesterday. Yes, it is ridiculously hot. And yes, even though I did put it on sunscreen, I do have a little bit too much sun on my face, my shoulders, my arms are currently itching quite terribly. It is a bit rough. Now, the thing is, is that, you know, having, having discovered that uh, apparently, even though uh, picking on my friends and teasing them at every opportunity, apparently that doesn't stop them from inviting me to things like this. So I, I ended up being stuck going to the beach, which, you know, such a terrible way to spend a summer Saturday. And with it, though, was while being there, I looked out and, and I, I couldn't see a friend of mine that's out there in the water. I couldn't, I couldn't find Luke. And, Mar- and I knew that Luke was out there with Parker. Now, you've got to keep in mind, I watched several seasons of Baywatch as a child. I was ready for this moment. And uh, so I, the, the theme song started playing in my head. Some people in the darkness. And I'm just like, okay, all right, come on. Uh, David Hasselhoff, I know how to do this. And I'm like ready to go. And then uh, 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 Eric says, oh, yeah, they walked down the beach. They're not in the water. Okay, so let's put the Speedo down. All right, we are good to go and everything. And the theme song stopped playing. But that's probably fortunate because uh, I, I've never been a lifeguard in my life. So it's probably better that way. But one of the things that stood out to me, though, is that in the midst of spending time there was realizing that even with the, 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 the slight sunburn, even with the beach being crowded, even with the fact that I thought one of my buddies was out there struggling for life, is that this entire event was good because it was a group of people that felt safe together, that they trusted each other, that they knew that they could lean on each other, but also is that even when things didn't go quite as well as they wanted them to, it was still a safe place. And that was something that was standing out to my mind because of our passage on the parable of the sower. The thing is, is that oftentimes we hear the parable of the sower and we kind of think that, man, this person is really, really bad at at, at figuring out, you know, planting and everything. So to make sure that you all know that I'm not being judgmental, uh, this was my lavender plant. Yeah. Um, I, apparently, uh, Pastor Jason did not realize that lavender actually needs sunlight and water. Um, so this is, unfortunately, uh, the, the fruits, or the lack thereof, of my not-so-labor. So as you may see, when we have to be concerned about what happens to the plants, it is very important to think about the soil. Exactly. Now, with that, what kept standing out to me about this particular parable is that the parable is not about the seeds. The parable is about the soil. Because oftentimes, whenever things don't work the way they're supposed to, it's oftentimes so easy to look and wonder what did we do wrong with the seeds and not always pay attention to what we put them in in the first place. Fair? Yeah. With that, I want to pay attention to the four things that they brought up. The first one is if you were to sow your seeds along the path. Now, if I were to take a bunch of seeds and I were to spill them right here up in front of the altar, 
but in addition to really, really getting the altar guild upset at me, um, do you think that we would grow any plants here? No, no, absolutely not. And, and hopefully we, we'd come along and we'd sweep them up and go throw them out because we don't know why Pastor Jason decided to spill seeds up here in front of the altar. But the same thing ends up happening if you do this along the path and the birds come and they end up picking it up. Now the thing is, is that I, I, I was taking note of this because while being out on the beach, I kept looking over and I kept seeing the birds had, had lots of bread. And I'm thinking, who is feeding these birds all of this bread? It's like I'm looking around. I can't see anybody giving them bread. I don't see any bread laying on the beach. I don't see them throwing out any. And they realized that they had actually been picking it out of our food. There was an apple fritter that was no longer an apple fritter anymore. <laughs> and the sandwich was half gone. So ba basically those birds, uh, they, they, they had a great old time because apparently we were way too distracted to pay attention to our food. But the thing is, is that with that is that when it's right there, it speaks to what is happening that sometimes we just don't understand the Word of God. Sometimes we hear it, and it goes in one ear and comes out the other. What's interesting about that is that oftentimes, instead of spending more time studying the Word and trying to understand it, we just figure, that's not for me. I'm not, I'm not really that good at this whole Bible thing, and we just kind of move on. You know, I, I mean, after a bit, we just kind of let it go. But that ends up making it harder to know Christ more clearly when we're not spending the time in the Word itself. But the second part is the rocky ground. The rocky ground has no root because if you're trying to think about the plants themselves and they're trying to grow roots into the ground, if there are rocks there, they can't go anywhere. Now the thing with that is that oftentimes, you know, with, with the seed, is that as it's trying to grow the roots and everything, and then over time, it's able to start sprouting. But if it's gotten to the point where it thinks that it's finished growing its roots, it can go ahead and start growing sooner. And sometimes that's what we're, we're, we're actually looking for oftentimes, is that sometimes as the church, we want to hear and see something immediately. We want there to be something where people are immediately like, oh, this is great. From the very moment I've heard, I, I want my entire life to be different. I want everything to be changed. And from now on, I am happy and I'm thrilled. And then a few months later, those very people don't seem to be around anymore. And you're like, wait, they were so excited about having known what we were about. But the difficulty is that oftentimes when we haven't had time to be rooted in the Word, then more likely whenever something difficult comes along, we're not going to stick with it. See, that's one thing that's hard, is that growing in the Word is not just about making sure that you've heard it, but it's also, in many ways, about what we're doing to encourage it with one another. See, this is one of the things that becomes very hard with the church, is that the messy part the difficult part is that we actually have to be in each other's lives, finding out what's going on, discussing what's happening, whether or not they have the opportunity to grow. Because the thing is, is that most of the difficulties that we're facing, we, we deal with them on the inside. I have no idea what most of you have been wrestling with 
over the weekend or over this past week. Maybe somebody burned dinner and they feel like they failed in such and such a way. Maybe somebody's going through a heartache and they just can't figure out what to do with it. Or maybe, you know, somebody was really upset about whoever did not get chosen on America's Got Talent. I keep getting messages on my phone from my mother letting me know how disappointed she is from week to week. And I'm like, I have absolutely no idea who these people are, but I hear you, Mom. Quite all right. I am so, so sorry that this person I've never heard of did not make it to the next week. That's okay. That's okay. But the thing is, is that unless we are spending that time walking with one another, but also wrestling with one another, the thing is, is that we don't know what's actually going on beneath the surface. See, that's the thing about, about the rocks. You can't just hope that they go away. They don't just wear out. You have to go in and you have to pull them out. You have to pick those up and get rid of them. You can't just hope that they go away. And that's the same thing with us and with other believers, is that we can't just hope that the difficult things will just somehow disappear. We have to wrestle with them. We have to tackle them. We have to... As something difficult comes along, we've suddenly lost our connection with one another. And we're not sure where God is in those times. But the thing is, is that it's not just the roads or the rocky places, but it's also the thorns. You see, oftentimes when we have the cares of this world, the things that we feel that we have to hold on to and care for, they oftentimes choke out everything else. How many of you have had to deal with job issues in the last 10 years? Yes. Absolutely. How many people are absolutely worried about everything going on with housing and all of the stuff with inflation right now? Absolutely. How many people have had to pull back on things, change the way they spend, because they're not sure what's going to be happening going forward? And on top of that, have we lost the opportunity to be in the Word to care for one another, and to still ask God what He is doing. Never. That's one of the things that's so striking, is that oftentimes, whenever these, these things pop up, and they become so all-consuming, is that somehow we end up forgetting the one who never changes. And more than that, is that oftentimes, whenever we are reaching out to other people, we let those things be what consume our conversation, what consume our minds, what consume everything about us, and then the opportunity that we had to share with them that there is grace and hope in Christ Jesus is suddenly passing us by. The thing with that is that it's not about the seed. The Word of God has never changed. But the setting we keep creating for it are we creating a setting in which they can understand and they can build roots and they don't constantly feel like everything else around them is pulling them away from the Word? See, truth is, is that to bear fruit, it requires a good soil. But I think that there are also times when we, 
think that we know better somehow. I, when I was, a, I was a kid and I read Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, and, and as a kid, I'm just like, what in the world is going on here? And they had this one passage where the flowers were talking to Alice. And Alice is saying, why, why are you able to talk? And they said, well, because they, they packed all of our dirt in really, really tight and really, really hard. And, and, they, and all the other uh, you know, uh, gardeners keep trying to loosen up the soil. But if you would just harden it, then man, all of your plants would be able to talk. And, and I remember sitting there thinking about that. And I'm like, I'm not very good at dealing with plants, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. And it turns out it is not actually true. I, you know, so. But more than that is that we oftentimes think that somehow if we harden ourselves or we harden against the things that are going on, if we can allow ourselves to become stronger and firmer so that nothing else can harm us, that somehow God is going to speak through that. Somehow we think that hardening ourselves against whatever thing is coming at us is somehow going to make it better. The truth is, is that being hardened to what is happening in this world doesn't actually heal anything, doesn't actually grow anything, and it doesn't make God speak any more clearly. But the thing with this is that as much as we don't like to admit it, is that sometimes we have to deal with a lot of poop to have a good garden. That's the truth of the matter. You have to dig into the fertilizer. You have to make sure it is spread out everywhere, even at the times when it's fresh and you can smell it. And you have to leave it there, up there, let it get out. And you can't hide it. You can't bury it underneath. You have to let that become a part of the soil. The truth is, is that oftentimes whenever the poop comes up in our lives, we wish we could just get rid of it, bury it, be done with it, maybe, maybe just try to keep it under wraps a little bit. But in reality is that if we actually want there to be an opportunity to grow, we have to let that poop be out and do its work. And that's the hard part about the Christian life, is that we can't pretend that the difficulties that are there are not there. We have to let those difficulties be obvious and do what they have to do. We have to allow our soil not to avoid the hard times, but to grow through it. And frankly, that's hard. I know that. I've been through a lot different spots being a pastor. Not every single place that I've ever been has been the easiest to grow and to minister. There are a lot of times where it feels like the very people that are supposed to be encouraging us the most are the very ones who seem to make that dirt a little bit harder. And after a while, we start realizing that inside, we're not as much interested in trying to help others to grow in Christ as much as, let me keep my soil hardened because I really don't like all the poop that keeps having to be there. I just want to shut it all out. I don't want to let any of it in. But the reality is that even for those of us who serve and work here, for those of you who are here in our community, 
We can't pretend as if the hard times aren't going to be there. And sometimes we get upset with each other. Sometimes we're, we're going to have times whenever we can't stop but argue and disagree. Or even the times whenever I know that there are, there are times when you're sitting there and you're like, what in the world is Pastor Jason doing? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I really wish that this guy would stop saying the word poop in a sermon. When in reality is that as the flawed person that I am, is that God is still working on my soil and still fertilizing my soil just as He's fertilizing yours. The reality is that I don't know what's going to be happening next week or next month, next year. I don't know how these things are going to play out in our lives. But what I do know is Isaiah 55. In it, it says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. So believe it or not, there are times whenever y'all drive me a little bit crazy too. There are times whenever we're trying to like plan some stuff out and all of a sudden out of nowhere, somebody is confused about something or doesn't know why we're doing things a little bit different. And there are times whenever it would be easy to just tell everyone what we think and be done with it all. And I've been there. But the truth is, is that as much as we may wish that things were just much easier, is that the truth is that the only thing that's going to truly bring the harvest isn't us and isn't how strong we think we can be, but rather in letting the living water come down and to bring life into the soil. So wherever you may be right now, whatever it is that's been hardening you, whatever it is that's been causing that heart to feel like stone, whatever it is that's been choking out the joy, the hope that's inside of you, my only hope for you is to tell you that Christ is still our Lord and that God's Spirit is still working in you and around you. And even whenever the manure around us feels like something that we don't want to deal with, God's still working in that. So instead of ignoring it or hardening ourselves against it, may we have hearts of flesh that let God's Spirit work in us so that we can create the soil in which God works in this world.